everyone. Welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that'll share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. Brother Chris Elliott. Hey, Brother Frank. Good to hear your voice. It's good to have a voice this week, so <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I understand. <laughs> oh my, yeah, it's we we managed to avoid COVID for two years, and then it finally caught up with our family here in the last few weeks, and um, uh, it's been kind of nice, I think, for my wife in one way because I haven't had a voice for about two weeks now, so now I'm finally talking again, and very excited to be talking to Chris and and Africa. How's things in Africa going? Well, we're doing really well here. I mean, Grace and I are enjoying our time, and we're just making a lot of connections. And there's a lot of things to, to learn and to think about. You know, on the one hand, you you come to some place like this and think, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to show them how to farm or show them how to run a church or whatever. But you realize once you get here that you have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a, definitely, a, definitely a process. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the weather's great. The, the food is great. And we just love the you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and, and all of that. And it's just, it's really fantastic. We're, we're enjoying it a lot. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we're enjoying cold winter and snow and ice and things like that. <laughs> and this week we have a farmer from Illinois on and Mr. Indiana. Don, Indiana, I'm sorry, wrong state, Indiana, yeah. Mr. Don Lamb, how's things out in your area? It's good. Hey, it's, it's an I state. It's they're, they're, they're pretty similar. So that's, that's all right. Yeah. I'm in central <laughs> Just north of Indianapolis, and yeah, we've got a nice layer of snow on the ground, and we kind of had to push out for the first time last week, and um, but it's it's kind of starting to melt off now, and uh, so we're we're doing we're doing just fine. Great, great. Well, Don, I'm really happy about doing this interview because I had the opportunity to visit the farm last summer when my wife Dolores and I were there for the the Farming God's Way conference that was held there, and. So getting us a taste of your farm and your operation, um, what can you tell us about it and some of the unique aspects of it? And and just, well, we'd be happy to hear your story about how yeah. things got started, about your dad and all of that. Right. Well, great. Yeah, my dad is the key. My dad, uh, uh, like 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 most farms, it's been handed down to me from my dad or I've been a part of it. But dad was somewhat unique because he was a first-generation farmer. He grew up in Indianapolis. And um, and went into the service after going to school and studying business at Butler. And um, he was actually stationed in Italy and rented his first farm through the mail. And I just can't even quite imagine uh, that. <laughs> wow. Day. Um, you know, when we think about our communication uh, and how that was like, how that was different in the early 1960s, um, you know, and, and uh, written a, a farm through the mail with no experience, came back to this area and started in farming. Now, he had two or three different 
farm opportunities there before he settled in where we currently are. But about 1968, he he was able to settle in here on a kind of a permanent uh, farm. And and so I'm I'm very proud of my dad. Um, he's uh, not only been a great role model for me and my faith and 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 all, but he's he's built a business that um, uh, that 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 uh, you know I, I think it's been an advantage of for him to sometimes not have the farm grant uh, background to build a business. I'm proud of my dad. Sure. I, I can understand what you're saying with that. Yeah. Yeah. What, how big a farm are you farming and what do you farm there? We farm all, uh, corn, soybeans, basically some wheat, um, try to do specialty crops as much as possible. When I say that I'm saying specialty aspects of corn and soybeans, a lot of seed, uh, whether it's wheat, beans, corn, mm-hmm. uh, we grow some specialty, uh, uh, food grade type corns, try to get a premium for every, every bushel that we raise if we can. We farm about 10,000 acres, um, um, now with my, and it's my brother and I, uh, uh, are the main farmers. Now my dad would say he's retired, but he's still out there every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad is, my dad's 84 and, and, uh, my brother and I are in the, our mid fifties. That gives you a little feel for our farm. And then my brother's got mm-hmm. people that are farming with us as well. Um, I have four daughters and so far, none of them have chosen to come back to the farm. So we'll see, see how that goes. But, um, uh, so we're into our third generation here. Wow. Wow. Great. Pretty cool. Well, you, I think Chris would, Chris would probably lead into better lead into it probably better than I can, but um, you're a little diversified in other ways too, there on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, uh, and I, I, I would, we've got a couple different things. We, we do have a composting business. Um, so called AgriCycle and, um, uh, I spent the morning this morning gathering horse manure that goes, will end up in our compost. And so we, <laughs> we a 10 acre site and, uh, uh, and, and we make, you know, somewhere around seven or 8,000 tons of, of compost a year and spread it on our own, on our own farm. Um, uh, we, we have a fertilizer and a, a little bit of a, of a crop protection business as well. Um, and then agri stewards, uh, was something that was formed as a nonprofit part, um, back in 2012. And, and, and that's, uh, just another aspect of our farm that's uh, maybe been the the uh, uh, the most rewarding part of our farm. Right, understood. Yeah, well, tell us a little more about the agri-swords part of it. I know that, uh, like Brian, we've interviewed him here sometime in the past, and he certainly is a, a key person in that, and and also in your farming operation. Yeah, yeah. The agri-swords is, is uh, has been a really cool thing to watch God do. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the way I put it because I, I kind of subscribe to the Nehemiah plan. Um, when I, I love the book of Nehemiah and I know, you know, Nehemiah was a man of prayer and then planning mm-hmm. action. And I, I like to think that that's the way uh, we do a lot of things. We, we find a problem or an issue and we pray about it and then we plan a, a solution and then we take action and, uh, but I've also learned that God's providence is usually a lot better than any strategy that I can come up with. And, Amen. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Brian came to us in 2010 looking for a part-time job. He, he had been working at a church for 15 years. He's a Bible college graduate, um, but had some experience on, on a farm and, and driving trucks. And he really wanted to do something in missions. And yet he didn't know exactly what that was yet. His wife didn't want to travel overseas full-time and uh, he wanted to support mission work and 
And so he was looking for a part-time job and came to our place. And, and, um, he, uh, when the, the first meeting we had, he said, you know, I want to do mission work. And I made the comment. I said, I said, well, you don't have to leave the farm to do mission work. And, and, um, and didn't think a whole lot of that. About a week later, he called me and God had really been just kind of tugging at him. And he said, what do you, what did you mean by that? What do you mean by you don't have to leave the farm to do mission work? And, and I just said, I have no idea uh, what I meant. By that. <laughs> and, I, and it was true. I, I didn't, I didn't know. I knew that, you know, we'd been on some mission trips and we, you know, had done things, you know, we didn't really. And, um, but, but it really had gotten, him thinking and, and God started working uh, on his heart that maybe there is a connection between agriculture and, and missions. And um, so it kind of started like, like that. Um, and, and, um, and then in 2012, we actually formed Agri Stewards, which is our, our nonprofit. And Brian, you know, as far as the big picture story, you know, Brian's been in 25 different countries now. And, and um, you know, I, I would say he's one of the, leaders in, in how to think about agriculture and missions and, and the connection we've had with Grant Dryden and Farming God's Way curriculum and um, has just been been awesome. And um, yes. Uh, so, so anyway, we, yeah, we're just God put that together. You know, we didn't strategize it. God put it together and he's made it work. And it's been really, really rewarding to watch it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, Brian's just an amazing guy. He seems so kind of quiet, unassuming, and yet he is really motivated. Yeah. Well, and he's he's a master networker, and he's it's it's always all about people. You know, everything you do, whether it's on your farm at home or if it's in mission work or or whatever you do, it's always about people. And um and Brian, good like, point. He's quiet, but he he knows a lot of people. He knows a lot of names. He remembers things well, and he connects. He doesn't take any pride in being the guy in the middle. He, de- he, he loves to connect this person with that person and then let, let things go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good. Very good. So farming God's way, is that your main focus of teaching there at Ag Stewart's or is there other things that you do there with that also? It has become that. Yes. We, when we started, of course, we didn't really know what we were doing. We, Brian went to Africa and, uh, on a scheduled mission trip and, and just learned where he was at, that there was this, a big need. And, um, uh, he came back and he went to echo down in Florida mm-hmm. and, uh, where they do a lot of training, uh, of how to teach agriculture and how to grow food. And he came across farming God's way as just something in the library there and, uh, brought it home and, and, and we all watched it and we said, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, uh, even on our farm, it makes a lot of sense. It, think about taking biblical principles and applying it to what you do. Um, that works uh, no matter what size exactly. you are, what tools you're using, um, no mm-hmm. matter what around you, those biblical principles are, are the same. So, um, you know, it has just grown into something where there's, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel sometimes. And there's a great resource and Brian's gotten very good at teaching it and he understands it well. And, um, and we haven't felt a need, you know, once we got hooked into that, it seems like God just has made that our path. Mm-hmm. Well, but thinking on that networking, that's kind of how this whole prayer breakfast thing came out. You know, through discussions we've had with different people and some interviews Frank and I done and people that you were connected with, and it's just kind of all came together and it's really grown into something awesome. Yeah, you you cut out a little bit. I think you said the prayer gathering. Is that right? Yeah, yep, the prayer. Yep, yeah. what, yep. 
in Louisville. Mm-hmm. The phone was a little bit sketchy for me there for a minute, but yeah, the, the, you know, and I got the call from Rob Smucker in Oregon and, and I can't remember how, you know, Brian first got connected with Rob through AgriStewards and, and I think going to Cambodia or someplace and, um, and, and yeah, yeah. So I don't know exactly how, uh, I was a little bit late to the game as far as how it really got started, but it was one of those when Rob called me and said, would you want to be involved in this? I mean, there wasn't even a, you know, my mind just went, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if we're, we're going to get a bunch of farmers together and pray, um, uh, Angus Buchan style, um, I, uh, I, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And, uh, <laughs> and so, and, and it's, it's interesting too. I, I love, you know, my wife is actually a children's minister in our church and, and she doesn't, um, she grew up in the city and she's, uh, she loves the farm, but she's never been, uh, real involved in the farm. So we like we love opportunities where we can mix ministry and 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 agriculture together, and and it's easier for her to join in because she feels more comfortable um, in that in that realm. So um, it was neat too, just to say, hey, could my wife join me too, and and um, in this effort, and it's something that we could do together, and and uh, uh, so it's been fun to watch God, you know, I and and you know to be real honest, I haven't done a whole lot. It's been a, it, you know, you guys and, and Rob have, have put lots and lots and lots of time into it. And um, boy, it seems like it's it's really coming together. It is. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I will be slightly disappointed, or I am slightly disappointed that I won't be able to attend the event. But because of the, you know, the internet thing, I still, along with some of my African friends here, participate in the event by watching it live. Right. Oh, it's yeah. It, that part's going to be real exciting, and uh, uh, I, I do. I go back. I, I mentioned Angus Buchan, and I don't know I, that you know many people out there probably understand that story. But the movie Faith Like Potatoes is mm-hmm. right. always a favorite of mine from years ago, and and just the idea that he had a dream to fill these stadiums with with Africans praying, you know, first to 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 relieve relief from a drought, and and then mm-hmm. you know relief for our hearts and relief for our souls, and and uh, when, you know, so when when Rob uh, kind of had that same vision and then uh, had the idea that maybe we could even get Freedom Hall, which seats 12,000 people. What are we thinking? And and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, that's, but that's Rob Smucker. That's Rob <laughs> Smucker. Rob's one of those big faith people that, you know, he just he doesn't stop. But it's some little spot where most of us would want to, to end up at. He just right. keeps on dreaming ahead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, and again, it's it's God's providence. You know, we I, I love it when he works through people, um, very, very common people like us. And, and then he just keeps putting things in front of you. And um, uh, it's just so fun to watch that happen. It is. It is. It's Amen. absolutely amazing. I've just I, I've just been so thoroughly amazed through this whole process that. Uh, when Rob first contacted myself about being part of it, and and maybe Chris, and and it's like, really okay. So so we're gonna apply. We're gonna get. A, we're gonna see if we can get a little room down at Freedom <laughs> Hall. Well, he says they already said we could have a little room, but I told him I want it Freedom Hall. I I want the I want the whole big yard. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then recently, how it, it changed from a. From it, well, it didn't change. It just got added to that. Now it's a global prayer event that we have farmers from all over the world that are going to get in and be part of this, and uh, just right. absolutely amazing. So, Don, well, just give it, us a few updates there, Frank, on it as far as you know who all is actually 
involved in it. I mean, we, you know, we've mentioned Angus Buchan, right, but right. you know, there's a lot more people yeah. than that. Yeah. So at this point, uh, at this point, uh, former Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, he's going to be part of it. He's going to be leading the prayers, uh, prayer time for us uh, during the event. Um, we have Greg and uh, Brittany um, Peterson. They're going to be Anna Peterson. Uh-huh. They're both going to be there. Greg's going to be leading us for in, a, in part of a time of prayer there also. Uh, we have a message from uh, one of the missionaries that were in ha- that was in Haiti that actually was captured there for a while, and uh, he's put mm-hmm. together a video for us to uh, talking about their time in Haiti and how um, you know they were captured and how they made their escape and so forth and how God's hand just provided each door, each step of the way at the right time for them to become free again and come back to the States with their family. Uh, so they'll be part of it. Uh, Dr. Franklin Graham uh, has put a message together, and, and we'll have him zoomed in um, to be there to talk uh, about Samaritan's Purse and the relief effort that's going on there. And, of course, Angus Buckham, uh, he he put together a message for us that we have. And we're also we're hoping ultimately that he'll be zoomed in live and all the connections will be able to work from South Africa that we have him live there uh, talking to us, bringing us a short message and, and some time in prayer there also. Um, then we have young Sam L. Smith. Uh, he's a up-and-coming country, Christian country artist from Kentucky. Uh, he'll be bringing us some music before uh, the actual event starts at 7.30. He's going to start singing about 7 o'clock, and um, then he'll be leading us in some uh, worship songs during the event where we can all sing together, and then probably he'll be there afterwards uh, singing some also. And uh, I think the day before, that's on Friday, He's hoping to be there Wednesday into Thursday, and you'll be able to see and meet him out on the floor, the show floor. Um, and we're hoping that we can throw together some random miniature, miniature concerts out on the floor with him singing and, and praising the Lord. So, um, but, cool. yeah, it's it's really coming together nicely. It's absolutely amazing. I was just before we start the podcast watching a video from Angus that uh, he did for us, and it's just it blows blows me away that. You know, he's, we're all part of that. So for sure, Don, I get along that line. I have a question for you. So we're talking about doing this prayer gathering there in Kentucky. Why is the time right now to do this prayer (laughs) gathering of farmers? What, what in your mind, what makes this the perfect time to do this? Oh boy, that's a, that's a great question. I I think you could probably do it any time in history and you would think it's the perfect time uh, by what, by what's going on. And, and it would be, um, you know, one, one thing that I think is, is so special um, and it's a little bit different vein, but you guys have obviously tapped into the fact that agriculture and the Lord <laughs> make a great connection. And, and so many people in agriculture and what we do uh, and what we get to see happen um, are just such natural connections to God anyway, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, so, so the idea that at a at the National Farm Machinery Show, you know, some so that first blush, somebody that doesn't understand might think, well, what in the world, you know, it's a National Farm Machinery Show, it's going to be a prayer gathering. It honestly, that just that the group, that group of people that are involved in agriculture praying, it makes a lot of sense. And um, so that part is natural. And then, you know, when I think about what's going on, you know, we, you know, part of the the goal will be to raise a little money for uh, the tornado victims. 
Kentucky and, and, and all that. And, and there's always things like that, you know, and that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're supposed to lift up our, our brothers and sisters that have been in trouble. So that's, there's always something like that we can do and, and we're going to do that. But, but more than that, uh, really, you know, we do need to just prayer for revival, you know, as our country, um, you know, really throughout the world. But, but um, it just seems that it just seems that more and more and more um, the chaos seems to be a little more um, prevalent. And, um, mm-hmm. and I really think that uh, w- why wouldn't it make sense that maybe the agricultural community um, could help start a revival movement? The agricultural community might be able to encourage uh, others to, um, to really pray and, and, uh, and to seek God and, and to ask for forgiveness and maybe that he would heal our land. And when you heal our land, you heal so many other things. So, amen. Um, it's just, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's always, <laughs> always gonna, it's always going to be the right time. You know, it's always going to be the right time, but this one sure feels like really the right time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. That's for sure. Chris, in your, yeah, exper- in your experience there in Africa, what, what types of things for the farmers there do we need to be praying for and thinking about? Well, you know, here there is always the concern about, just the, the cost of inputs and because they're dealing with fertilizer prices just like everybody else is and seed costs and things like that. And, and some of these, or I should say basically all these people have limited resources to start with. They're small farmers, you know, they're, they're kind of subsistence, living off the land sort of people. And even though they're, you know, they do have produce to sell, just the challenge of roads and markets and weather and tests and you know, a lot of ways, the same things that we're dealing with, just on a slightly different scale and, and maybe in a little bit different direction because for the most part, we might have better roads and infra- infrastructure kind of things that they don't have here. But yeah, there's there's just always that that farmer praying for God's blessing on what we're doing that they need to have just like every every farmer in the world does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. One thing, one thing about that I think is interesting too is that you know, and I I haven't traveled near as much as you have, Chris, or, or like Brian, but I've been around enough too to know that I, I think here in the United States we may be more challenged to remember to pray uh, than in those places, and and not just the remembrance of prayer, but the the blessing that God gives you because you're connected to Him, and and I I, I you know I you go to those places and and you you are jealous of the relationship that they have with the Lord sometimes because they really do. And uh, we, we here think we can do it ourselves and it's just pretty natural to put your head down and, and just keep working. And um, uh, we need to remember that we need prayer uh, as much or more than, than anywhere else. And, and they don't have a safety net that we have in America. You know, we have crop insurance and, and even if somebody's not been in the crop insurance thing, you know, if you have a bad year, there's usually some sort of a, of a bailout that helps you start along right. the line. You know, if your wife has a decent job or something like that, and, and you, you get along with it. But but right. these folks here just simply don't have that kind of a backup like we do. Right. Very true. There is clearly a, a greater need for them to trust in God. And for the most part, they do a better job of that than what we do. Not entirely. They, there's obviously some exceptions to that, but they definitely are a people, uh, you know, as a whole 
who are depending more on God than what we would tend to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. Well, wonderfully good. Well, um, Chris, do you have anything else you want to talk to Don about? No, I don't right now. I'm just really thankful, Don, you could take time to, to share with us and appreciative of what you do through your farm and through agri-stewards and um, your willing to take a part in the dairy breakfast certainly is a big key. And I also want you to just, um, when you see Brian, tell him I said hi. I'll do that. And I, I appreciate <laughs> it too. And, and it, you know, it, it, it seems like more and more when we talk about the time being right, we all need to be united and, and uh, uh, as Christian brothers. And what a cool thing. We're sitting, I'm talking to you in Africa right now. And I, I'm, old, I'm old enough to still be just kind of blown away by that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We, yeah. All are, we all are done. It's okay. <laughs> we all are done. <laughs> It's amazing. And so God, you know, God is working all across the world right now through agriculture and you guys are telling the story and I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I appreciate your, your being here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tonight for me today for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Donna, you're going to be, how many days are you going to be out at, at the farm machinery show? I'll be there just, just two days. Yeah. Two days. Uh, Okay. All right. So, Friday, yep. Yeah. So if you want to meet Don Lamb, come on out. Uh, he'll be around there. Um, I myself currently plan, as long as I stay healthy, uh, plan to be there on Wednesday through through Saturday morning, um, spending most of the time at the Fellowship of Christian Farmer booth. But we'll be uh, moving around. I'm hoping to do some live interviews um, through Facebook <coughs> that I can be able to upload and. Let people know what's going on on the floor and, uh, well, any updates to the prayer gathering itself. So look forward to them on our Facebook pages, and we'll go from there. And please um, continue to pray for the prayer gathering. We just still a lot of little pieces to come together, and so we just ask that you continue to lift it up. Um, But you can find any information you need at prayingfarmers.com. You can also look us up on the Facebook page now, Praying Farmers. Uh, on the Facebook page, and that we will be live. As far as I know at this point, it will be live on the Praying Farmers Facebook page and also Fellowship of Christian Farmers Facebook page. And if things work out really well, we'll have it live on our uh, Faith of Our Farmers podcast Facebook page. So uh, if we can get all the connections to meet together, that's what the hope is. Um, And then we're working on the possibility of a YouTube connection to have it live on YouTube too. So um, but yeah, just go to our website, keep checking back. And again, I'll bring updates as we get into next week. And we just thank Don. We thank you for being here, Chris, for for uh, being here this evening or this, this afternoon in our time. And until um, we talk again, thanks everybody for listening and have a great week. Thank you, guys. Thanks for yeah, listening thanks. to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, Send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. 
If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly, and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus Or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot and God bless till we talk next time. See you later. 